Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Hotel Moment. Uh, today we're joined by Alex. Alex, if you'd like to introduce yourself here. Yes, I'm Alex Ekotani. I'm the president of Ed Hotels, currently based in Orlando, where we're establishing our first hotel outfit. Wonderful, wonderful. Tell us a bit about the brand, a little bit about what you guys are looking to accomplish there. So the brand uh, is has basically originated. It's a, a product that I developed from scratch going back 2017. I got into the hospitality industry in 2014 through a more of an economy type brand, economy product, just to understand the industry. My background is I come from a branding and marketing background. I've done work for multinational companies, smaller ones, anywhere from electronics to airplane parts, anything went. <laughs> Pharmaceuticals. Yeah, I had a vast uh, range of experience and we brought our daughter here to Disney back in 2014 and came out of Toronto, Canada, and it was extremely cold and the weather conditions were rough. Landed in Orlando, went to Disney, and we looked up and said, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> Let's move to the uh, nice climate here in Orlando. We searched, and I, I, what stood out was the hospitality industry down here. We started researching and finally landed ourselves to a hotel close to Disney, right south of Disney, uh, close to Orlando. I purchased our uh, first asset and then moved forward with developing what was truly our forte, more of a higher-end uh, boutique type of uh, product. And uh, that's what we've been working on from 2017 until... Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. And I'm sure that's created some challenges. Looking back, you joined in 2014. So coming right outside of the 2010 churn down, starting the ramp up again of hospitality when we start, start our last recovery uh, efforts happen. How have you seen from that point in time, looking ahead, to the new recovery we're in right now. What are some of the differences, nuances that you've seen in, in between the two? I, I think the structure of business will never dramatically change. All businesses go through uh, tough periods and obviously recovery times and then amazing times. And I think you have to just be optimistic. You have to look at the trends that have happened over the past 100 years or maybe over a thousand years in the hospitality industry. And, uh, and see that it's always made itself out and everything has worked out and everything has excelled. So you always have to go forward with a vision of making a successful brand, making a successful product, specifically in the hospitality industry, because travel is not going to stop for people. People are passionate about travel and that's going to carry on. And we did go through a hump with this virus, but human beings are very good at recovery and moving forwards and putting things behind. We started the construction of the hotel almost at the get-go of this virus. So uh, a lot of people were hesitant. Do you want to stop construction? Uh, do you pull back? Do you spend less? Do you want to change the brand a little bit just to be on the cautious side? But I was on the mindset that we have to go full tilt and we have to actually do things even better than before. We can really bypass a lot of competition this way because everybody were, were just pulling back and being extremely cautious with what they were doing. So we went full tilt. We did, we went above and beyond what we had to do. And I'm pretty happy with that decision because I can already see the movement coming back. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. And I was actually going to ask as how that has shaped and changed how you guys are adjusting for your brand. Has your brand vision, brand scope changed to 
the nuances, the new things that have come out from the pandemic. And there's been changes that have happened to the hospitality industry that a lot of people have said the industry was behind. We were slow to adopt a lot of new and up and coming technologies. And now we've just been pushed you know, straight forward saying, hey, we're going to be doing this, this, and this differently now. How has that affected you guys? Interestingly enough, when we planned this out in 2017, obviously there was no thought of COVID or any other health issues, major health uh, uh, crisis at that time. But we did come up with a very unique concept in the hospitality industry where we said, you know what, we want our back of house laundry space to be like a museum where guests can actually walk by just like an open concept kitchen in a restaurant yeah. and uh, see by the, with themselves through themselves and see exactly how we're washing these linens, how we're folding their towels and how meticulous we are in keeping these, uh, this laundry room clean and tidy. And, you know, I think it was, it was an interesting approach and it's further, you know, proved itself even after the pandemic, because people feel at ease when they see how their uh, sheets, towels, everything is being handled and it's all synchronized. But Overall, I, we do take a lot of precautionary steps in making sure we, we are handling the housekeeping or anything we do at the hotel very uh, cautiously around the COVID and the virus and everything else and making sure uh, we protect uh, the guests from every health perspective there are. But overall, I do not want to exaggerate that to the guests. Like you go to certain brands where you see stickers on the door saying your room has been sanitized with Clorox or bleach. And as much as it sounds interesting or comforting in some ways, in many ways, I I feel that a guest specifically, if they're coming to Disney, to vacation, uh, they're not a business traveler. They want to just come there and relax. They don't want to keep worrying about these elements. So as much as we do take the precautionaries and making sure that the rooms are tidy and clean and disinfected, we do not amplify all these signages or all these things going on that you see in many other hotel chains. So we we keep it subtle. We are confident that we have the discipline, we have the operating protocols uh, in place to make sure the place is clean and tidy, but we, we want the guests to just be very fluent and easy and not to worry about all the chaos that's out there. That's a very great point. When this everything started, the concept went through hospitality of clean theater, where we're in some ways just doing more of a show. It's that, to your point, it's having the sticker on the door that says this room was cleaned by Lysol or cleaned by Clorox bleach or whatever the case was. For hotels, we didn't really change much of what we were doing. We were already clean with these chemicals. We were already clean with these products. In some respects, we maybe used a, little, a few more different ways of doing it and use a little bit more cleaning materials. And we made sure that housekeeping or the um, houseman was out front, the lobby attendant was cleaning more often, more visible in what we were doing, but that what we were doing didn't change too often or too much. Yeah, because the protocols were already set. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the structure was there. I, I would say the training had to be up a bit, you know, just to reinforce things to the housekeepers perhaps, but the structure was always there, as you said, you're absolutely yep. right. And I think you touched on a great point. How long do you think before the brands move from this forward facing where it's in our face, the reminder, oh, hey, this has been cleaned, that's been cleaned to, you know, exactly what you're saying here is let's move on. We know that these precautions are being done. We have all these in place, but how do we move away from doing that clean theater into the normalcies of life again? Uh, I think if you are confident with your cleaning product protocols, and your, uh, your staff uh, are trained well, 
the guest is trusting you enough to walk through your property. And by seeing how you handle the housekeeping or the laundry and so forth, there, there's no need to bring it up or bring it to their attention. You just want to phase it out. Diseases and these pandemics are nothing that we love as human beings, and there is no reason to amplify. We got to move forward. So that being said, right at the get-go at our hotel, we would have obviously a, a massive attention to cleanliness and sanitizing and so forth. But as a guest, you would not feel as if you ever went through COVID. You know, you're just confident. You're not brought up to these all these problems at all. You're there to have a good time. You're there to feel the vibe of the hotel and just have an amazing experience. Enjoy the vacation with your family and move on. Definitely, definitely. And it's those simple touches, right? It's going to be those visual uh, items. And to your point, taking that unique perspective of turning your housekeeping area into a show in itself lets you know then fills that comfort of these you know, cleanliness items are being attended to. You have a team that's being visible there with the work they're doing. So that in itself puts you at ease in a lot of different ways. And it's a very inventive approach to things versus taking it where housekeeping for my entire career in hospitality was always something we always did in the background. And sometimes the event we're grabbing from different departments to help out in there. And you see a whole mixture of things going on. And I, I mean, we know the team's working there. They're working hard. There's piles of laundry. There's people throwing stuff in the washers and moving carts everywhere. But taking that time to really define that, have you guys gone as far as getting to that granular level of maybe having the sheet folder there or having which particular stations are going to be set up within that window and that, that well, the, the window is a large window and it is a very daring move in the industry. As you know, you, you work in the field. Yeah. So uh, it's not easy to keep a very tidy and an organized and a beautiful uh, back of house laundry uh, space. Uh, there's a lot of movement. So you want to make sure uh, visually everything is almost like a movie set. It's like a theater. You have a show. So our window is about maybe 10 foot by 10 foot tall and there is a nice banquet where you know guests can grab their sandwich or their drink and sit by with their family and just watch through because there's a lot of industrial equipment and kids love that they want to see what's going on behind the scenes right yeah so aside from some training for the kids just to see what's happening behind the scenes but also the, the parents would just feel at ease that everything is clean but we do have everything exposed we have our laundry machines our dryers and you can get a peek at the at the the ironer you pretty much see everything and you see ladies or men folding their, their sheets and everything is very visible. It's pretty open. Yeah. That's it, such a fun. It looks like a boutique. So it's dressed up really nicely, custom chandeliers, custom cabinetry, all walnut. So it is a very trendy wow. looking uh, uh, laundry room, I would say. And that's what I was about to say. I was like, I'm sure as a housekeeper, there's two different ways to look at this. There's the one part where now you're on stage, essentially exactly what you said. It's a theater. But besides that too, is that you as a housekeeper are going to be looked after uh, more because in the end you are on theater as a leadership within the company, they're going to want to make sure that you're taken care of as a housekeeper because you're right there in the front uh, of everything else going on. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. And that's such a fun um, idea and a fun, unique piece uh, to take to it because there's tons of different ways that even from an operational aspect of the you know department huddles that happen. And the, the, some of those nuances of assigning board, things like that, that all kind of just happen routinely can be part of that guest experience as they're going through guests get an opportunity to enjoy that and see some of the, the finer ways of how we run an operation, how we run a hotel, that it isn't quite a, a cut dry. We just, you just know that towels appear and, but you actually seen how that happens. That's a really, you see the science behind the operation. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that self gives guests a, a very interesting uh, perspective uh, into that world of hospitality. It's going to be fun to see how that does it. Because is there anybody else? I've never heard of anybody else in the industry taking that perspective to things. We are the first in the world to do this. I've done yeah. extensive research. Yes. Uh, Wonderful. One, one, yes. That's very cool. It's very exciting. And so now you guys, of course, have the a property planned already there in Florida. Where else are you guys looking at? So future expansions would be, we're looking at Boston area, the DC, and I would say uh, Dallas would be another uh, area that we're looking at. Great market for sure. Definitely. Uh, and all markets that are seeing some very good recovery based off of the last reports there from CoStar, from their STR reports there. So definitely a lot of great things happening there in those markets for sure. So those will be good and exciting to see. Are you planning to keep that same identity and same concept with it as well with open housekeeping as you identify each individual unique property? Yes, we, we definitely will. We'll obviously take it to version two and elevate it perhaps a little more. But yes, I, I believe it's a great idea. It has gotten us amazing publicity so far. And I think it just puts the guests at ease when they see these nice, beautiful Italian sheets being folded and ironed and you can't get better than that. So it's, it's no, nice. that's, that's such a fun idea. Such a fun idea there. Um, and and I, I think the, the employees also, as you said, working at the, in the back of house laundry, they feel their work is more elevated and they're, they're valued a lot more. Uh, their environment is a lot more beautiful than a typical hot back of house laundry uh, space. <laughs> they're in a nice, beautiful uh, air conditioned space and uh, ultra luxury. It's beautiful. So definitely, uh, definitely. Overall, it's a great idea. Yes. And, and sometimes I feel in the in our industry, we know it and we try to recognize it. You know, housekeeping week is a prime example of that. But housekeeping itself is a tireless, tireless job that you are always in on the move, on the go. There's always something going on, always a challenge of some sort, uh, an opportunity. So there's definitely a huge, huge level there of housekeepers being recognized and needing that recognition and should deserve that recognition. So it's exciting to see something like this be so prevalent. I don't know of any housekeeping space that has the chandelier or the fine touches you guys are bringing to that environment. So that'll be fun. It'll be fun to hear the feedback too from the staff um, on Absolutely. how they feel that experience yeah. elevates their time there. But I did want to find out, how, you know, speaking of staffing, knowing that we are in this, in some ways has been coined the new pandemic of staffing challenges with hospitality. How has your team been ramping up and looking? Because your opening is just a few months away. Is that right? Yes. So we're, we're opening in September timeline. But we are ramping up, as you said, for staffing. And I think we've had a little bit. Of, obviously, there's been some challenges, as you know, in the industry. Everybody's having a hard time. And we've had it a little easier just because of the brand that we're trying to put together. And when prospects visualize where it is, our brand is very lifestyle oriented. So when they visualize where they will be working or what kind of an environment or setting they'll be at, it makes it a little easier for us. So it's doing some of the selling for us, which is great. So the brand is really pushing the, the, the employment side a lot, to be honest. But we do have to take creative ways of prospecting for employment. We don't go through the typical channels where, you know, listing stuff on Indeed, which is great. Everybody goes to the same spot. So we, we try to tackle a little bit of the social media side uh, and a few other channels just to get a nice range, good coverage of people that are even currently working at a, a good hotel, a good position, but perhaps they might be looking to upgrade to a better work environment, uh, better pay and so forth. That's why we don't necessarily go after, uh, you know, 
job or employment websites only. We do go through the social media, perhaps. So when somebody is just browsing through, uh, they just see this ad pop up about employment. Oh, this is a cool place. Let me try. That's how we we go about it. And we've been pretty successful. Good. Good. Yeah. And that's, and I would say that's kind of the nice part is where you guys are being a few months out, of course, you're more in the senior positions, line level positions are going to be coming down the line here soon. So once you get those pillars in place though, and you have those people uh, who are those leaders leading those hiring efforts and when they have their excitement and have their enthusiasm built and know what they're going into, it makes it easier for them to uh, really sell to the new employees. Hey, this is what you're going to be doing. This is where you're going to be working. And it's going to be a, a great so to your point, the brand sells itself in a lot of ways, yes. um, and it's going to sell the environment. How has that worked into when it comes to salary? Example being, we look at housekeeping, the housekeeper itself, the industry leaders we've talked to before have said that they went from paying usually about $15, $16 an hour upwards to $18, $19, 20 just to get people to apply. Have that you found those same challenges or incentives that you've had to offer? Exist. Yes, the same challenges exist here. And, uh, but the reality uh, is that we're always trying to focus on the higher end. So we were always offering the, the higher dollar amounts. We didn't feel a big, sh big, uh, huge shock in uh, paying out these $20 or $22 an hour. But what a lot of people have, and I give them all the right, uh, the ADR at the end of the day has to justify everything. Our ADR is set to accommodate uh, that kind of a pay. So it hasn't been too bad, honestly, based on our performance that we set in place for employee wages, I think we're very close. We might be off maybe 10%, 15%. That's now. perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. And it's exactly that. It's to your point. It's the ADR you're focused on, the, the goal you have there fits in line with um, what your staffing and pricing and uh, wage levels would be. The nice part is too, and again, it just goes right back to the brand. The ADR focus you have means that you're paying higher, but it also means you're going to be bringing another type of clientele. That's really going to bring an elevated experience too for the staff on the on that end, because you're going to bring in people who are more seasoned travelers, which yes. makes a difference in that work environment for those that have been in hospitality. And again, to your point, you're targeting people who have been in the industry for a while or have industry experience who are going to be able to discern the difference between handling one side of clientele versus a higher ADR clientele with the, the needs and the nuances of the differences between each environment is going to bring. And I think at this point, a lot of organizations in the hospitality field, they will start realizing if they haven't yet that, you know, they have to reposition. They have to reposition the brand slightly to accommodate for these changes because following the same routine will, will not generate the proper results for them. So they have to reposition where the angle they're taking, their presentation to their guests, and obviously uh, uh, some reflection of that will, uh, you know, trickle down to the ADR that they're going to charge. So everything is going to start going up slightly. But obviously, I always say when the uh, value is greater than price, you have a sale. And in this case, they have to bring true value to their guests by increase, through increasing these uh, ADRs. They cannot just go ahead and increase ADR to just accommodate paying a higher fee to the or higher wages to the staff. They have to add some additional value to the brand, mm -hmm. to, to their product, to uh, whatever, whether it's an economy hotel or a super luxury, ultra luxury hotel, there's got to be changes. And in my opinion, changes don't happen by reducing service. Good changes, proper results will come through providing 
excellent service, taking it above and beyond what you normally did. So that goes back again to training, to implementing things like the AI that you guys uh, normally work on with your company and many other things that come hand in hand or basic design of the hotel. Yeah, no, it's exactly. It's, it is a full cohesive package because it isn't just one item. If we, to your point, if we say we're going to charge more and we're going to give you extra muffins during our breakfast service, it doesn't work that way. It's what are we bringing to elevate that? FAU, uh, Florida Atlantic University, of course, did a study recently as well. And on their study, they were talking about the senior leaders and managers of the industry have left. There's been such a high change and turnover that a lot of those leaders who did used to do those trainings and focus on that development of teams aren't in the industry anymore. Have you guys found a, a challenges there at all in that training and kind of looking on how you're going to build off of that? We haven't felt any challenges just because we are a single uh, uh, hotel and we're just establishing and moving forward. And, uh, you know, we've, we've been lucky enough to be trained well personally and obviously with my uh, wife's help. Uh, we make a good team in uh, training the staff hands-on ourselves. And that, that that's the reason that, you know, I don't rush in getting perhaps a, a general manager uh, that doesn't know the product or a management company that's going to come in and just follow a formula. We are pretty hands-on. We train ourselves. We always resort to uh, training manuals that have been established in the industry and protocols and practices that have been in place. And we just built on top of that and take it forward. But uh, just due to the size of our hotel and the fact that it's a single outfit, we, we do uh, train in-house and we haven't felt that experience. Yeah, no, I was going to say, and that's great. That's a nice part about not having, uh, to your earlier point, that whole brand where you you know have a whole focus, where you're focused on everything going on, not just on that, that ability to focus operationally, granularly on just your one set. And of course, as the team grows, to your point, those processes, those ideas that those books that are in place will continue to expand with it, be able to accommodate a, a larger training focus or a larger focus on X, Y, and Z that came up that we're working on. You touched on management companies too. How are you guys finding the nuances and changes in management companies? Is there been a focus from 2017 when you started this uh, journey and what their focus was to what you are now and what their focus is now coming out of the pandemic? So I think obviously a lot of management companies and a lot of hotels got hurt through the process and a lot of people lost their jobs as you've gone over in the past. It's a fact that we can not uh, hide or ignore. But I, I think again, even with management companies, the, obviously the smart ones, the ones that are pretty savvy in the industry, they will quickly learn that they have to change strategies. They have to maneuver with the... Uh, the changes with with the guest changes, the trends. And if they make that uh, slight adjustment, I think they'll be successful and they will move forward pretty well. If they keep their traditional ways, I, I, I would see a lot of trouble around the corner for them. So, I, I, and a lot of them, I, I do see that they're, they've taken this whole year and they have developed, you know, additional expertise or policies mm -hmm. around how they operate and how they function and being able to even wear different hats in different scenarios has been the, the, the big trend. It's just overall, I, I think if you move with the times, you won't have any challenges. If you sit down and worry about what has happened and what's going to happen to me, it's not going to happen. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. And you make the change yourself. 
Yeah, I'm saying to that point, it's finding those efficiencies. It's finding ways to streamline processes that maybe uh, we used to do an Excel sheet to accomplish X, Y, and Z, and that worked well because the team had time to do some reporting. We had a good business structure. I'm just looking at the sales aspects. We weren't forward prospecting because the demand was there. Now yeah. we've moved into the new pandemic or the out of the pandemic here. And the focus now has moved into, we need to find this business. We need to be forward prospecting. Some of those areas where it's been interesting, um, just talking to different people in the industry where they're like, oh, we're really trying to find this, or we're really going after this, but so is everybody else. And so those conversations are, how are you doing that? How are you differentiating yourself from everybody else? And some people, it's been interesting too, hearing some of the challenges where people just don't know how to prospect. Not everybody ever had to do that. If you were in a property that was in a major metropolitan setting, the CVB typically had so much stuff coming in, especially you know, looking at the Seattle market, for example, where the CVB had so much stuff coming in, you spent more time looking through it saying, is this worth my time? Or do I kick this off and say, no, this isn't worth my time. I'm going to focus on this other piece instead uh, because there's so much coming into the city and the market. It's an interesting concept. How is the looking at the Orlando area, Orlando market, seeing leisure travelers been crazy there, I'm sure, with Disney World. Yes. Uh, outside of leisure, how have you guys seen the market looking so far? Uh, it's not looking too well outside of leisure right now, but Orlando has always been a destination for Disney and Universal. It's just two that have brought uh, all these 70, 80 million to town. But we do have a, a large convention center and there's a lot of trade shows that do happen all year round. And I see that slowly coming back, but I would say it's about six to eight months away from going back to norm. But I do see the shift. But ultimately, the international travelers need to come back. And once we get the international travelers back, I think that the town will stabilize and just start performing like it did several years ago. Yeah, and I think that's a great key point there. It's something definitely we've been hearing across the industry is the coming, the coming back of international travel, which yeah. great leisure travel is doing awesome. Business travel starting to pick back up. We're hearing different business travel managers from across the industry saying, yeah, we're starting to look at traveling again. We're starting to feel comfortable with the vaccine levels. And a lot of these industries and a lot of these companies took the time to stop what they were doing also during the pandemic and say, we're going to set ourselves with certain metrics that we have to hit in order for us to restart travel. And expectations of our hotel partners also are going to hit this and this. So it's interesting hearing that some of that's coming back and that that's there, but exactly what you just said, we also need the international side to open up. But I think that there, there's enough challenges still in the pandemic that us in America aren't seeing outside of it, that we have enough vaccination rates coming on that it started to create a level of comfort and ability where we feel like we can open up our travel, but other countries aren't quite there yet. Right. Uh, of course, the, the president recently announced that he was pushing extra stores, the vaccine out to other countries to try to help push that across the globe. Um, and, and create that level there. But what's your estimation on international travel reopening? How long do you think that's going to be before? And or is it going to be select to certain countries like Canada, for example, who is really pushing strong on their side? Obviously, it is going to be staggered. It's not going to be a switch that we can turn on and have all the international travelers come back in. So it is going to start with countries like Canada first, obviously, perhaps a few European countries, perhaps England or Germany. So we're going to see, start seeing some of those travelers coming back. And it might be phased out to maybe a year and a half before the South American countries start coming back uh, to town. Like a lot of the Brazilians used to come to Orlando. And I, I think we're about a year, year and a half away from that. But it, I'm pretty hopeful that everything will wrap up in about a year and a half 
and we should be back to a full norm by that timeline. Awesome. Yeah. We are uh, nearing the end of our time here. I just wanted to see if you had a couple of takeaways from um, our conversation today to share with the, everybody else and uh, let them know some uh, words of advice moving forward. Uh, yeah, I, I would say you, you brought up a great point that you uh, have to differentiate. I would say differentiation will uh, definitely take you a long way. You do have to look at new ways of grabbing and placing value to your product. You have to be on a regular search for changes and anything value added to, to bring to the table uh, for the guests. And you have to resort to very creative ways to do this. You know, you, can't, you cannot go through the traditional means of uh, approaching it. So it has to be very unique. It has to be creative. And I think as long as you take that forward and have a positive uh, perspective to the future, everything will come to place. Very good. Very good. Alex, again, I thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Um, it's been a wonderful conversation here. Um, and of course, for those listening, uh, we are available on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Home, any place you're looking for us, just look for Hotel Moments. And uh, yeah, we look forward to having everybody back with us again. And uh, again, Alex, I really appreciate it. And looking forward to seeing a uh, house, housekeeping theater in action. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Ray. Thanks for thank having you, me. Have a good day. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.